Happy, happy Friday, my Fresco babies. How are we doing this evening? Uh, this is a great podcast this week. I thank you so much for joining us. The weather's getting warmer. I'm feeling better. We're all feeling great. Wanna be got paid, baby. And we kind of go, we touched back on that. If you remember from last week, uh, Wanna be had not been paid in a couple months. So this week, we did get it figured out. I'm not sure if you heard the, did you hear the snap? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. It's an audio platform. You'll figure it out. Anyway, it's a great episode this week. We talk a lot about money. We talk a little bit about politics. I talk about why I'm running for office in 2044, why I'm going to be running for for the office of, uh, you know, Commander-in-Chief, President of the United States of America, why I think it's important. We talk about money, how money is an illusion. We also then get into daddy issues, baby. I can't believe it's taken this long to get into daddy issues, and I'm most certain that it is not taken this long i'm sure we've talked about it before the thing about doing a podcast every week since mid-september is you forget all the things you say so definitely uh definitely a very very fun episode i definitely was ripping a lot harder than wannabe i'm not sure what what kind of trip i was on but uh it's a big fresco episode this week i, w- I really was talking fast maybe you can tell in this intro how fast i was talking Life is getting better. Uh, I just got qualified for vac. Excuse me. I just got qualified for vaccination. I will not edit that out because this is a real podcast. This is a real podcast. So you can hear my burps, babies. The weather's getting warmer. I think spring is here. I mean, I live in Wisconsin. I'm not sure when spring comes, but sure feels like spring is here now. And if I look at the forecast, I don't see it going away. So I hate to get confident about the weather because I can't control it. It's definitely con- controlled by the uh, by George Soros and the Rothschilds. But here's the thing. I can see what's going on. I can watch the clouds in the sky, and the weather's getting nice, and it's. I think it's going to stay nice. I'm running out of time. If you're here for the first time, fifth time, tenth time, I appreciate you being here. Enjoy this week's episode of Fresco Savage, live from the interdimensional bedroom. I love you all. Have a great weekend. Chef's kiss. Really? Chef's kiss. Yeah. Really? On a Wednesday? Oh, it's one of my favorite days. Oh shit. Please explain. Well, I like I like when we do the evening sessions because I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily a morning guy. Mm-hmm. I like to get prepped, which basically means like I made a drink. I listen to like shitty rap music you'd hear at a house party. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like really part of the dynamic here for me is like that's where this podcast puts me is uh, the guy who thinks deeply at a house party. And so like he meets a girl and I like Im- try to impress her with my thoughts and that's you. You're the girl in this podcast. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, I did. I have a memory of you from when we used to work together. Um, you said that you were talking to this girl who may or may not have been on psychedelics about how time was it's elastic and amazing. Elastic. Experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, listen to this story, dude. I don't even know her name. I was at a party. I was, dude, I was at a party and I'm a bit vulnerable to alternative ideas. 
I'll yeah. be honest. I, yeah. I know that about myself. And I was a little little high, a little drunk. Sorry, I just processed what you said. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm a little vulnerable it's to alternative vulnerable. ideas. <laughs> okay. Uh. All right, so I was smoking weed in my friend's garage. Many stories I have are about this. I smoked weed in his garage before the story happened. Um, because he had like, a, they, him and his, they rented a house and the no one used the garage because it was just an old beat up garage, but they would just like they had like speakers in there and they just like smoke weed and had shitty couches in there. It was awesome. It was just like a hang zone. And so smoke weed in this garage. And then um I met this girl and we were just like hanging out in the kitchen where I tend to gravitate towards. And I think most Midwest parties gravitate towards the kitchen at some point. Like yeah. the party kind of orbits the kitchen because like dude, was this a high school party? No, this was uh, after high. I wasn't in college, oh, but my friend was. Okay, just one. Because I think high school parties, in my experience, the high school parties definitely gravitated towards the kitchen, which is odd. I mean, house parties to me, like if they don't have a basement, like if you're hanging out with friends and like it, it yeah. kind of gets out of hand and a bunch of people come over, I still hang out in the kitchen. Yeah, I think maybe. It's the watering hole. It's a watering hole. It's like Africa. Yeah. It's a safe it's, zone. If you happen well, to throw up, there's garbages and sinks. I don't, I'm not hanging out because of the puke. No, I'm hanging out because it's like the drinks are there and I want to be closest to the source of my alternative ideas. Okay, okay, go on. Sorry. Anyway, so I met this girl and she just gotten back from a trip to Belize. Okay. Can you believe that? Oh, God, we're starting off strong. God, I love it. She brings up white bread. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so (laughs) she goes off on this long tear about how time we're perceiving time in a linear way, but time is not linear. And she, she does this thing. She says this thing and she's like, time is elastic. And I'm immediately, that's a great phrase. So I'm like, I'm yeah. hooked. And I think, I love you. yeah, I think I love you. <laughs> yeah. You're like a hippie and you're wearing weird pants that MC hammer has, but like, for some reason it's, you're the most beautiful person I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And, um, she, she tells me time is elastic. She goes, when you're having a great time, time goes fast. Mm. It feels like it's goes fast because it is going faster. When you're having a bad time, suffering goes slow. It feels like things are lasting forever because they actually are. And then she like said this, she's like, time is elastic. And then she turned on the burner, lit a cigarette in the house on a gas stove and walked out of my life forever. Oh my God. That it, is- it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I actually have a song about this oh, that is unreleased. God. That How about is... she out, She walked out of the door and she walked out of my life. Oh. I've never seen her sit. She was, she was an angel. She was an interdimensional being that turned the first. If Fresco Savage was a, was a row of switches. Yeah. She, she flicked the first Fresco Savage. Yeah. Switch. And I there were nine been. other switches that had to happen before that happened. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's like. Have you seen Scott Pilgrim versus the World? With a, I've seen it. I I didn't watch it deeply. I, I haven't uh, watched it since I've like really appreciated filmmaking. The girl, the the girl um, that he falls in love with is she just like rollerblades around everywhere and she's got blue hair, and so she just so you know kind of a similar kind of, vibe. Her, yeah, and she, then she comes and goes really quick. There's something. And it seems to... like Scott Pilgrim might also be vulnerable to alternative ideas. Oh yeah, he's. <laughs> It's, it's tough because like I'm a white average I grew up a white average Lutheran boy doesn't take yeah. much to excite me that's true man. you know 
<laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I'd get excited at church when they had the clipboards where we could color on. You know, I we mean, had- one time, one time they turned on a Johnny Cash movie clip, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, God is great." I can't believe yeah. we're doing this at church. Yeah, that's <laughs> Johnny Cash. Yeah, it was the it was the scene from Walk the Line. Oddly enough, okay, I I'm this just triggered a memory and I have to get into it. Let's go. Okay, so I'm in church with my family, and the pastor is look using a reference, a a movie reference to get close to for his congregation to understand what he's trying to say. Gotcha. In the movie Walk the Line, Johnny Cash uh, goes to record a record. This is kind of before. This is like when studios were still really new. Oh, yeah. So it, he was trying to get a record deal and record deals were kind of run by the studios. Like they would give you a record deal and they would sell your records. That's mm-hmm. before it was really like a big international conglomerate type stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So he went down to his local studio and he wanted to record a song. And so, uh, or like he wanted to record some songs and the guy goes, sure. And so Johnny Cash was like a devout Christian man. Right. And so Johnny Cash says, we're going to play, the standards, the traditional gospel standards in the Johnny mm-hmm. Cash way, you know, like mm-hmm. that he's like in a country way. That was his plan because he was a devout, you know, Christian. And this is in the movie. The producer stops him and he just has this long, he has this monologue. He's like, is this a song you want to record? And Johnny Cash is like, yeah, yeah. And he goes, this is the song. If you were on the light, if you're on the side of the road and you were about to die, this is a song you would play. And then Johnny Cash is like, you tell me I'm not Christian? And the producer goes, no, no, no. You have one last thing to tell the earth before you leave it. And that's the song you're going to play. Mm-hmm. And then Johnny Cash plays Walk the Line. And right. it's an amazing scene. And I'm, it probably didn't happen that way in real life. Right. But why would you show that to a congregation? What you're essentially telling the congregation is it's more than just this. Like right. life is more than just this. And then you go home, mom's like, read your Bible. And I'm like, it's more than this. Did you not listen to Pastor Mark? God damn it. <laughs> and then you became a musician. Oh yeah. That story is really good too. That's one yeah. of my favorite. That's one of my favorite musician movies of all time. I've kind of gotten savvy to those movies, unfortunately, like because I've gotten some experience in the industry, they don't uh, fill me with that much wonder anymore because <laughs> I know how much, like they really soft, they soften it mm-hmm. to make it seem really a lot more impressive. Like I start to, I'm starting to see the movie making more than the actual stories and the way that they, they kind of highlight the drama and, you know, it's, it's doesn't necessarily happen like that, like right. they do in the movies. And I really started noticing it in the newest biopics, like the queen biopic and the rocket man biopic about Elton John. Granted, I watched the queen biopic, the Freddie Mercury one on an airplane with orange okay. spilled okay. all over my lap. So let, let's take that into, let's really take that into account that I was having a bad day. I was three hours into a flight. I just got orange juice spilled on me and I really couldn't hear anything because the plane was so loud <laughs> gotcha. and I, I I didn't have good headphones. So t- taking that into account, I hated it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, got- it could be good. It, it just, it's really melodramatic. Those movies that tend to be really melodramatic where it needs to be. And they romanticize a lot of the, a lot of the bad stuff, which I don't mm-hmm. like. That's interesting. And we should move off the topic um, in a second here, but what did, overall, what do you think of the Elton John one? I haven't watched it. I don't want to. Okay. Cause I was really impressed. Maybe I, I would like it. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. They turned the scenes that he's on stage singing into like, uh, like a sci-fi moment. It's really 
um really? like a lot of special effects it's very very cool it's very powerful and he they definitely you know emphasize some of the bad moments but i do think he went through some pretty tough shit and so he mm. and i think and I don't think they all was, don't we all yeah you know? right but i think he was more involved in the production of that if i'm not mistaken i think he was pretty involved in that so they kept he was the, he was yeah when it won an oscar he was like at the tape he was like congratulating people when he when they won a golden golden globe last year sorry yeah man they i just got i remember getting goosebumps like three times in that movie and you know i'm outside i don't i've never been a part of the music record like music industry in any way but um but i i don't oh man i was i i, I this is a great movie that's all i gotta say it's like I, you should well, definitely... maybe i'll maybe i'll watch it i i also have a trouble with biopics because like it's like i i know how it ends and i don't like sure. repeating information sure yeah that's fair that's definitely fair it really bores me to go that's why i did terrible in school i can't stand hearing something twice it's just boring <laughs> yeah that's true um but yeah give give rocket man a chance um oh shit uh yeah Wait, you know what the listeners want to know this is a good segue the listeners are dying to know did you get paid listeners i am very happy to announce that all of the nonsense with the fingerprints and the paperwork it all paid off figuratively and literally nice nice happy to hear it you're feeling good i'm feeling good and i'm actually scared because i got so much money after two months of working (laughs) yeah Um, yeah. you have you just you, you got a huge lump sum now i got a giant lump sum and i am nervous you're gonna buy I'm a guitar already, or something. I'm already like, man, I want to join a yoga studio. You know, I want to. Yeah, get yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, hold up, hold up. We gotta slow the roll here. So. No, I feel the same way, man. I. Uh, I bought a, a, a space gray tracksuit. <laughs> um. Well, this actually, this is a good point. We can actually talk about this. We talked about this last week. Um. Last week we were both not doing well. You obviously had been paid in a lot longer than me, but I had some things come up last month you know, that what definitely was not in the budget. So near the end of the month, uh, I was pretty poor. I felt really poor. I was kind of just surviving off scraps, beans, noodles, things I had in my cupboard that you kind of like buy when you have money. So you, cause you yeah. know, poor, poor is coming. Right. And, um, I also get depressed when I don't have money, which is yeah. weird. It's a weird feeling. It shouldn't, it, it, it's not real. It, it's a weird feeling. And then I find out and I text you when this happened. I was so poor and, you know, I've been manifesting abundance for a really long time. And that feeling of checking your bank account and having more, more than you thought. Mm-hmm. And bro, I'm telling you, I checked my bank account the whole time I was depressed because I was poor. Mm-hmm. My state taxes came back early. I had over a thousand dollars in my bank yeah, account. That whole time. God. It's so wild that it's such a mental. It's not real. It's it it is real, but it's like I can actually I actually like kept I I would like forget about it and then I'd be like oh I'm gonna check my bank account again because opening up and not seeing like forty dollars in my yeah. checking account is an amazing feeling. Yeah, it is, and I mean, dude, dude that's got to be almost bad for you to an extent. Kind of like doing too much of any drug because you are correlating this like huge spike in your dopamine levels. And like my heart will start beating when I open my, after having $6 in my bank account. And then I have literally thousands. Like it's, yeah, it's gotta be, I, you know, in the moment I didn't do anything for that. Like, obviously I worked for it, but like in the moment, it's such a jump in person. It's, it's gotta be like kind of harmful. 
you know? It feels like a jump in personal value. <laughs> it does. It's, it's like, fun. oh, I'm not a piece of shit. I've got money. Yeah. And I know that that's just like capitalism and, and uh, like society and culture, like just sinking deep into my bones year after year after year after year, you know? Like it's not real. It's an illusion. Yeah. Self-worth due to how much you accrue of something. I mean, how right. stupid. Imagine if this was caveman and you're like, I'm Arglock and I have most stones. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. you're like, fuck, I have most brown stones. And yeah. everyone's like, look at that guy. He's so fucking hot with his stones. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Like that's what it is. It's it so is. stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is a really interesting. I'd like to, I'd like to know like what part of the brain is responsible for that because you know, early on that there was a certain point like the native a lot of native americans didn't have that in their societies and or their tribes and like money like the paper yeah money that they, or like keeping things just 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 keeping what is quote-unquote yours you know a lot of and i don't i don't have the knowledge to like go down too far of a line here but they just didn't have that they said you know use what you need and it's it's like the, the what community. an interesting concept what an interesting concept yeah so this idea of like when it started where people were like, this is mine, this is yours. And like having land and, and privatizing land is I'd love to know when that started. I'd love to know what part of the brain we're working. Green. It's fear. Yeah. But you know, like I said, you know, the native Americans were did just fine without it. And yeah, it is, it is like a fear. It's a, it's a need for control. It's a I, control. Well, I really believe most negative things come from fear. Most negative feelings, whether it be anger, jealousy, greed, I mean, like all the cardinal sins, it comes from fear. It yeah. comes from personal fear. You know, greed is the fear of not having enough. Right. Jealousy is the fear that something is not yours or you want it, that right. you won't ever have it. You know, it, and it's it's tough. You know, that I mean, that, that's why a lot of things in like the Bible and stuff were like, uh, God will always take care of you. Yeah. You know, right. it's because they're trying to get rid of that baseline of fear, that animalistic fear to make you feel like a better person, to yeah, make you man. comfortable. I mean, dude, I had a conversation with my dad today. It feels like we're constantly having these conversations. I don't want to get too real, but we're going to get fucking real. Um, I, they know that I'm like a creative person Yeah, and he told he played the numbers game with me today. And this is a game I play by myself all the time. So I know how to play this game. He goes, well, you're almost 30. He goes, you're almost 30. Like, when are you going to, um, you know, when are you going to, at some point you're going to have to give up and get a real job and, and you know, for a, for a retirement plan, a 401k. And I sure had to, I mean, this is something I've had to describe to myself in my dark moments, many, many times I've had to tell other people many, many times it's never coming from my dad yet, which is weird. I think it's cause I'm turning 30 in June. And I had to tell him like, you know, people look forward to retirement so much. They put that as a beacon, as a finish line to their working lives. But when you ask them, what are you going to do after you're retired? None of them know. They just think yeah. that they're going to figure it out. And so, and a lot of them I, go back to work. I, a lot of them do when they retire early because they're like, hell yeah, I'm, I'm retiring young. I What a blessing. I can retire young. And the, they end up going back to work part time because yeah, they right. can't stand it. And I straight up had to tell my dad, I was like, I know what I want now. Why waste the time working my way? Like, I'll just act like I'm retired now and work as much as I have to work to survive. There's no point in me investing my time to make somebody else rich. 
even though I know that I'm talented, I really feel there's no reason to invest my time into making somebody else more money than me. Mm-hmm. I should be making money for myself. Yeah. And I wish it was, I wish it was different. I straight up told him, he goes, well, some artists don't get big till after they die. And I told him, you know, they told me that in third grade with Van Gogh. Van Gogh did yep. not get famous till after he died. And I remember in third grade, I thought, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's yeah. like, it doesn't really matter. And then actually I quoted you um, who was quoting a philosopher. And I said, what constitutes a good life? Right. You know, he said health or whatever. I'm like, it really doesn't. It, it, it's, it's up to the individual what a good life is. Right. That's very brave of you, man. And I hope that your dad, I mean, obviously there's like a little piece of you that's, that wants your dad to be um, not it's the worst about. part. It's not the worst part of myself, but I, it's something I've had to take. In, uh, I've, I've had to just realize like my dad doesn't know everything, but at, in my soul, I think he does. Cause he's, yeah, my, dad. Dude, that's he's so my dad. Real. That's so real. I, <laughs> I love that. God, that's true. I know. I know. I know you feel the same way. Cause I think it's just a dad thing. Yeah, dude. And you don't want your dad to be worried about you. My mom is very worried about me and you know, not being Catholic anymore. And I, that hurts me to know that she's worried about me. My dad's the same way with, with religion. Yeah. Right. He, Cause he'll straight up tell me, he's like, I don't want you to go to hell. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And, he, and my only argument is I don't think hell exists the way you think yeah, it exists. Right. And that's not a good argument. That's like for him to hear that. He's like, Oh, he's already in hell. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. Exactly. There's no hope in him now. No help in him. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's wild, uh, man. Dad, dad stuff is weird. I always, I, cause I, every time I have something good or I feel like I really have something. The first song I ever recorded professionally when I was like 22 mm. and I showed him because at that point, <laughs> this is going to make you laugh. At that point, what I told my parents was, you know what? This is my last try. This is my last go for it. Nice. We went to, we went to Ohio. We recorded a record and I showed my parents the single and my dad cried. He goes, I think you did it. Fresco. I oh. think you did it. Yeah. It was eight years ago, by the way. Yeah. Cause yeah. he goes, I think you did it. And I've been trying to, I've been trying to chase that kind of high where he understands what I'm doing. Cause I was making very generic pop music. Well, not generic, but it was, it was pop, you know? Yeah. And so, but everything I'm doing now, it's very steeped in irony and mockery. He's just not going to get, and yeah. I had to, I just had to come to the realization that I'm not making art for my 64 year old dad. Right. I, and I shouldn't be. You know, like I should not be making art for my 64 year old dad yet. I want to impress him so much. And he knows this. He even sent me a text message this summer. He said, it was a really long text message that basically was said, Fresco, nothing you do will ever disappoint me. I'm so proud of you beyond what you can even beyond compare. I am so proud of you and your courage to be yourself. I'm going to start crying. I'm going to start crying in the club right now. And um, I texted him back and I just said, this is such a great gift because every son wants to hear that from their dad, but so few dads have the courage to tell that to their son. And then today he says, what are you going to give it up and get a real job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But you know, it, it, it goes back and forth. I, I, it goes back and forth, I guess, but daddy yeah. issues are so real, especially in artists. Yeah, for sure, man. 
God, yeah, there, yeah, there's that complex thing of you need to find security, and your dad doesn't obviously want you to give up on your dream. He wants you to have security. Yes, that's, that's and that's dad's. That's why they ask if the doors locked when you're growing up too. You know, it's the same thing. Right. So I don't know, man. It, we'll, we'll get this figured out. We'll. I'm gonna manifest for you. I just uh, saw a hashtag on Instagram. Some people are doing meditation march. And that's something we should do. We should do and that, yeah. We're gonna manifest some uh, try to attract some some Ford. Well, I always get it wrong. I always say I want to say Ford Taurus. Ford no, Bron- no, no, a Ford Bronco that I will be buying in cash within the next well, probably four and a half years now since I made yes. that first declarance. Ford Bronco, right? And I bl- and let me tell you, oh, it's gonna be good. <laughs> it's gonna be good when I do it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because I truly don't think money is real. So to buy a car in cash is like such a slap in the face to loan officers everywhere. Right. I wanna, you don't got me, baby. You don't have me. I want to return to that idea because rappers say it all the time that um, being broke is a mentality. And it's real. Yeah. But when you're actually sorry, my phone, I'm on 20 percent. It switched over. Um, when when you're broke, you're actually broke and you're actually fucked. And you can keep working and it all depends on when you're getting paid and then you literally stop eating or eat less. And then that takes a toll on my, definitely takes a toll on your mental health. Right. And then you can't sleep because you're thinking about like when that paycheck is coming in and stuff. And so it is a mindset to a certain extent, but it's also a hundred percent real. I guess it's trying to stay afloat when you're in that broke situation and not letting it consume you. Yeah, I think it's really important. I think it's really important for if you're going to be a creative person, you can't be comfortable, though. You have to play it fast and loose. You have to be poor sometimes. You have to have money other times. If if you were to get comfortable, you you would stop looking around you and trying to make things better. You would stop because things were good for you. It's, it's lazy, but that's our lizard brains. We're just humans. We're just animals. We're just gorillas with no hair who need heat in the houses. If, you, if we were comfortable, as soon as we get comfortable, we're, that's it. Yeah. Because, because the, for me, at least the, the engine, the fuel, the gasoline, the drive of my creativity is in looking around me, observing and saying what's right or what's wrong about what's going on. Mm-hmm. What I think at least what, I, how I feel. And a lot of in the past year and a half, two years, it's looking around and seeing a lot of what I don't think is the right way of doing things. And so I go about that by mocking it in a comedic way. That's how, that's how my brain works. I go, why are we doing this? It's just like this, or it's just like this. And it's like jokes. Yeah. But you know, if Van Gogh grew up a rich prince, do you think that he would still paint the stars the same way? Absolutely not. Did he paint those stars that way? Because those stars in that moment was all he had. So he made the most of it. Are you alluding to the painting where he captured an actual um, astrological phenomenon while he was depressed? Starry Night? Way. His most he, famous painting? Is it, was it Starry Night? That's, his, that's Van Gogh. I, I always get them mixed up. Um, but, I believe Starry Night is Van Gogh. I'm going to double check. Okay, so if I'm not mistaken, Starry Night is the one. Yeah, it's the stars and they have like halos around them. The stars, and then they have swirls in the sky. Yeah. So they calculated this phenomenon of the light fractures or whatever the light um, 
the amount of light surrounding the lights in his painting is super accurate to the way it actually is in the sky. Like they measured it to scale and they found that he painted that while he was at one of his, like at his worst mental health wise in his yes, life. It, it depicts the view from the east facing window of, of his asylum room. Yeah. St. Rami de Provence. Yeah. Just before sunrise. Yeah. And if you, yeah, if you look at the halos surrounding the stars, mm-hmm. he got it almost perfect to like, like to a scientific degree. Um, wow. And it was while he was on this weird medicine and it, and that whatever they were giving him for antidepressants back then, actually, he reported seeing halos around things like all the time. Like it fucked up his vision really and and he was literally like at his worst um at this point in his life and that is fucking dope uh just to bring us right back down to earth i clicked on this picture of starry night and google gave me a badge image enthusiast congratulations oh hell you yeah. have spent time viewing an image that's that's all you need to do you congratulations you have spent time viewing one image nice (laughs) i've been here for 20 seconds what is oh fuck i can share it oh i'm sharing it to facebook baby you're an artiste i'm sharing to facebook right now (laughs) achievements google arts and culture (laughs) oh my god why does this exist i don't know let me see how it shows up on my facebook jesus i cannot believe this is happening (laughs) oh my god you can share to google that i got an achievement and the achievement is i looked at a picture for a time (laughs) that's so scary all right well find my personal on facebook everybody you can check out my achievements How dumb. So stupid. I don't know where to go from here. We got 15 minutes left. This episode started ripping and we just have not stopped. Uh, That's all right. I I I like it. uh, Van Gogh's self-portrait in the Chicago Art Museum. He was a... uh, You saw it in real life. Yeah, I saw it in real life. It was... It was... Man, is it cheesy to say surreal probably it was gripping. it's a bit like, it's a bit, bit punny yeah um he i don't know but all that you know all that weight you're putting on the situation has got to be you more than the painting right um maybe i was at a point where i was not a i was at a relatively low mental health point in my life and you know i'm, I'm sure a part of it was like oh yeah it's van gogh and but can you look up the style of art that he made again with the lines? He it's not surrealism. It's um, um, can yeah? Just look up like Van Gogh art style. It's yep. escaping me. Uh, impressionist post. Yeah, he was an impressionist. So he they draw everything with these really small lines, and the colors he chose to use, and seeing his face. And then looking deeper and it everything is made out of these small little lines. Um, it was it it's just like it was hard to stop looking at it. Like it was fascinating. Um I just I stared see, yeah. 
and it was it was well and there. you're looking at actual brush strokes if you're seeing the real thing thank you strokes it's just small strokes and then he gets this self-portrait that he looks so he looks the, the it's so ambiguous like the facial expression is is not clear and it's fascinating like you just kind of can't stop looking at it and when you're in the Chicago art music or like when you see it in person the, the colors are so vibrant um it was it was really cool yeah i uh i really do like art galleries and museums yeah yeah because it's kind of funny right it, the, the idea of an art gallery or museum you know what people value out of art is so subjective yeah so i love seeing like you go to like a lot of like vacation towns or like towns around us will have galleries i mean we have several in the city we're living and you'll see something you'll be like, huh, that's cool. And then you look at the price and it's like, it's $4,000. Yeah. And right. you're like, wow, this is cool. But who the hell would pay $4,000? Right. But really, it's so subjective. I don't even know how you, how you price art. Yeah. And that, yeah, it's good and bad because then people sort of lose faith in the idea. And they're like, oh, you can go look at a piece of string or a dot on a canvas and you pay thousands of dollars for it like art is fake you know it um, really is fake though i mean if yeah, people yeah. if people are creating to make money that's not the one to support right right there's a lot easier ways to make money but like you look at something like van gogh it's i mean actually wanna be we talk about this a lot the authenticity is un unmistakable in some people yeah which now has been clouded in so much fake internet, social media, doctored, perfect prowess that we've lost sight of the authenticity. That's why when I see an 11th grade girl post last day of 11th grade in 2008, <laughs> I am enamored by her, ex her free expression. I'm enamored. Yes. Yes. As you are, as you were with Van Gogh. Right. He sold one painting when he was alive. One. Really? I've sold more that. paintings than Van Gogh. Holy shit, man. That's wild. I mean, it is abs It is wild. Edgar Allan Poe was the same way as a, a writer as well. He did not have much success until after he passed. That's and is, so that, is that good or bad? I, I don't know. Think, I think we should get better at finding them when they're alive. And this is why I take uh, the time to really dive deep into the artists I like. And I like to know them on a personal level. Like I like, yeah. it's nice to know that the rappers you listen to actually went through the shit that they talk about in their songs. And people should get better at that because there's a lot of rappers that are that didn't. And they're like, oh yeah, this is great music. And that's fine. If you like this song, that's fine. But like, you should also, we should get better at, at seeing an authentic artist and really appreciating the, the well-roundedness of that. Yeah. I uh, I agree, and I don't know how to help that. All I know how to do is just be myself and create who what I am. Yeah, it's and like I, I think that's that's probably my my effort in the support of that movement. Yeah, I think it starts on a personal level. Like you should, we should all get better at getting to know our friends on a deep level. Maybe and, friendship, and, and also getting better at understanding when you're being sold to. Yeah, dude. Fucking Aristotle said that friendship was one of the greatest virtues. Even Ooh, back Aeropost then. Aeropostle? Aeropostle. Aristotle. <laughs> Aristotle said that 
friendship was one of the greatest virtues and i've always lived like i've lived by those lines and when things were like i don't know i used to joke around my buddies um when like the presidential elections were really hot like really really heated in uh, 2016 and there was like all this divide and it just felt like everyone was so divided my system for fixing the problems in the world comes under a um an idea that i call beer theory and beer theory is give it to me wannabe beer theory yes you go to a room maybe this is a government funded facility you get matched up with someone let me tell you you don't want it to be government funded all right i I want i want it to be government regulated You 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 get matched up from someone from another state country area whatever you go you have a beer with that person for an hour and a half and then you leave that's a theory so i think that's a great idea but let me touch on something deeper what you're of what you're saying yes um but first let me look up a uh the name of the show that i'm going to be referencing okay so are you familiar with who sarah silverman is Yes, I love Sarah Silverman. Okay, me too. I don't really like her comedy, but I really like her voice. I haven't seen Not her, her actual voice because I don't like her voice, but like her, I really love what she says. I, I've, I always really have. Every time she'd come up on a show or something or like they had those shows that were like, I love the 90s or best week ever. Like anytime she would pop up on one of those like comment shows or opinion shows, I always love Sarah Silverman. And so... um she had a show called I Love You America on Hulu. Mm. Did you ever watch it? No. Um, was it a recent show? I feel like I would No, so she got canceled. And the she show says- got canceled because Sarah Silverman did a skit in blackface in like 2005. Oh, no, I didn't hear about this. What the hell? Yeah, so, so the show got canceled. But here's the beauty of the show. And I don't want to talk about whether or not it should have been canceled. That's a different podcast that I don't okay. think we want to be that podcast. Right, right. I will say, though, the value of her show is very, very good. And I think it got cut short. Okay. Because what she would do, it's called I Love You, America. Mm. And she would travel around to different parts of the country. She's a, obviously like a leftist liberal comedian, mm-hmm. show business person. But she would go to like, she went to like a NASCAR race and she stayed with a family and she talked to them about very testy subjects like abortion, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And she would listen to them on a human level mm-hmm. and not try to change their mind, mm-hmm. not try to say what you are saying is wrong. Just listen to their opinions yeah. at a human level. And they would, and her and whoever was on her show, would they? she did multiple, she did like two seasons of this before it got canceled. Everyone walked away with something valuable, which yeah. is we're people. Over right. everything else, we are people. We are not our opinions. We are people. Mm. I, I, I try to, I stress this with my coworkers when I talk about um, people are not the virus right now. And it's become, it's, it's beginning to feel like, because we're all getting tired of it. It's beginning to feel like we believe the other people are the virus, but that is not true. So we've stopped giving other people grace and we've stopped being patient with other people, especially if they're, if they don't do things that we insist they do, but we have to understand. And this is what her show was so good at demonstrating is that we are not our opinions. We are people first. Right. And so we should meet people where they are first and try to find 
commonalities and similarities and things we agree upon and then get to the part where we disagree. Because I Definitely. firmly believe if we were, if you were to talk to somebody who was, grew up completely opposite of you, you would find more in common than you would, that, than you would different. Yeah. And you also, if you could talk about issues based on why we feel a certain way or what the reason we feel that way, we would have more in common and we'd be able to, we would be able to figure out how to solve problems that's best for everybody rather than now where people just entrench themselves on the opposite side of the issues and call each other Hitler back and forth. Right. Right. Pointless. Yeah. The point of politics is to find middle ground, but we have lost sight because the point of politics now has become this lobbyist machine that serves nobody, but the top 1%. That Mm -hmm. is fucking ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now that this election is over, thank God. We just kind of have like a rebound girlfriend president who we can just kind of be boring with for four years, even though like it's not who it's not the best thing for us right now. It's not the best thing for us in the long run. It's the best thing for us right now. Yeah, no one's passionate about guy who's just gonna be like, let's just stay in. I got the new I got the new Medea movie (laughs) from the Red Box, and we'll just like we'll order pepperoni pizza one each, and we'll just get fat and sassy together. And that's what our country needs right now. Yeah. So like, let's just chill out. We're going to get over this virus. But then we really need to, we really need to start getting to the heart of our issue in that we are being divided by exterior entities in order for those entities to make the most money possible from us. Right. And that's hard to do, especially if most people do not realize that that is what's happening. Right. My pillow stood up for Trump so he people would just buy my pillow. Yeah. That's so he just takes a political stance. Like I, I no doubt he believes it, but he understood that if he was vocal enough, people would support him just because of that. Dude, now he's gonna sell more pillows than ever. There's a QAnon code. There's a QAnon discount code that you can enter. That is wild. I know. That is so that is so late stage capitalism, it makes a, me shiver. For a pillow. Like your pillow should not have a political party associated with it. Not when I sleep. <laughs> Dude, I think that you said that's wonderfully. And I think that Dude, I don't remember. I blacked out back then. I, so I, I hope I, it was I, good. <laughs> I think you said it perfectly. And I think that people are slowly waking up to that reality and we will get back to a place where empathy will come before defending your own political party and things will stop, you know, normal everyday things will stop being politicized and people will be able to, you know, if you want to talk about politics, you should, but. But there's a really important concept here that we've forgotten is that politics should be boring. Yes. Politics should, if politics are working, only your grandparents talk about it. Right. Because they've, because it's only boring enough for people to talk about if you have nothing else to talk about. Yeah, I think now it's become so it's like it's become so important to everybody. It's become the Kardashians. Yeah, well, with Donald Trump, he he's a reality he, star. He didn't give us a choice though, you know, in a lot of ways. Well, he, he you know what he did ex- he, he did exactly what a reality show star does. Yeah, that's got ratings. Yeah. He's a powerful hard. entity. He understands even the January 6th riots at, at the Capitol Hill. That's a finale of the Donald Trump presidency. He knows what he's doing. He's right. so good at creating a show, at making people listen to him. 
He doesn't even, yeah, he's not even trying to do it. We, you know, the 15th president of the United States, his name, I believe it was James Buchanan. Can you, would oh, you, Buchanan. Get a, can you get a Google search to confirm that for me? His nickname was the old public functionary because he was just this guy that was You're right, James Buchanan. He was going to 1857 to 61, 15th president of the United yes, States. He was just gonna, he was just going to kind of please the nation, kind of a middle, boring middle ground between that's what Joe Biden is the old public functionary. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna keep her moving. He's just gonna, he's just gonna keep it going. We're he's right. gonna keep people hopefully happy. But I mean, I've noticed this, and we only have about 30 seconds left to a minute, but well, I've noticed, I mean, I don't have. I used to check Twitter like it was the news yeah. to see what was going on. And it got to a point in like November to December, I would check every day. Yeah. I would, I'd wake up and be like, I hope nothing happened when I was yeah. asleep. Yeah. That's I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. It feels great. And I, here we're going to hear a re sorry. I keep cutting you off. All oh, you're good. You're cutting good. you off. Good. We're going to see a rebound though, because I just, heard that both Fox News and CNN, which are just brother and sister apple orange of each party, let me tell you, they're both biased in the same ways about just different opinions. Right. They, their ratings have dropped like 40% since the election ended on average. Yeah. And those people want money. I mean, the people at the top of those stations, the networks, they want they miss that cash, so I don't know what's going to happen, but the media is going to try to make a field day out of it, whatever yeah. comes next, whatever it is. I think, I mean, I know you're right, and I it's going to be super interesting to see how we respond. I CNN saw their top ratings in 10 years during this election cycle because of how politic because of how entrenched people were. Right. I actually would flip between after debates, I would flip between Fox News and CNN to hmm. see because it was very interesting how they would spin the story in their candidates favor. Right. Right. And it was so cool to watch because I was like, this is just journalism. This is how the new media works. Right. They talk about the same thing and just use different words and they just put it on a different person. It's incredible. Incredible, not in a, in a good way, but incredible is in what a feat uh, of journalism to spin stories. We all need to go back to reading books. That'll never happen. Just inject the book right into my penis. <laughs> Just put it, put the book like a mechanical pencil and go right into my dick and I'll break it off and I'll just know all the books. <laughs> I just read all of Kafka's major works. <laughs> and it was a chore. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go all right. for more. This, honestly, this podcast felt like 10 minutes. Yeah. And we've <laughs> we've been on for more than our average episode. Yeah, so. it started, we started in the light and now it's dark. Wanna be fantastic night. I hope you have a great day. I'm so happy you got paid, buddy. Thank you. Me too, man. I am really excited to see you in person and hug you. It'll never happen. I'm not a hugger. In, I'm going to shake your hand. Maybe give going for a bro hug. And I uh, might be moving in like four weeks. So, Dude, I want one time you and me 
at that well, restaurant. I mean, even if you, I would be more comfortable you coming over unless I'm vaccinated, but it's fine. I want to go out for a fish fry at the spot you know, and I would love that actually. That's all I want. All right, well, buddy, I love you. Thanks so much. Are you gonna call me today? Yeah, I'll give you a quick call. All right, I'll see you later. Bye. Have a good night.